Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shayla Toombs-Withers. As a double board certified family and obesity medicine physician with over 12 years of experience in medicine, I teach motivated individuals how to achieve their desired quality of life while preventing and reversing chronic diseases. It's tea time. On today's episode of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, we're bringing our first guest, Ivory Howard. Ivory Howard, she understands that everyone's relationship with health and wellness is different, and she seeks to honor that with her work. She provides her clients with challenging workouts focused on strength, balance, and flexibility to help them reach their health and fitness goals. She is a certified yoga and Pilates instructor. She also received her master's of public health and advanced training in plant-based nutrition. She's been seen in U.S. News and World Report, Health Digest, Fit and Well, Weight Watchers, Sisters from AARP, and other publications for helping others achieve their health and fitness goals. Welcome to the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast, Ivory. I'm so happy to have you. Great. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and chat with you today about health and wellness. Yes, yes. This is so great. We'll just start with having you just tell me what led to your interest in yoga and Pilates. Well, I think I've always been interested in health and wellness. Um, and Pilates, I think, really started with me reading a magazine article uh, mentioning that it worked on building a strong core. And I think just as women, that's something that we are always focused on, even when it's not a problem. And it's never really a problem, but you're always focused on that. So I was really interested to hear about a workout that was all about abs for 60 minutes. And I think it just kind of grew from there. And I moved into yoga and I just see so many personal benefits um, for myself and also for my clients and working in uh, Pilates and yoga. So it's just kind of grown from there and I just continue to be interested in health and wellness. And yeah, that, that is awesome. You know, I, I will say I find when I even tell people and introduce yoga to a lot of my clients, I initially get from people that kind of look of what you want me to go do yoga? Like, you know, how is me going to breathe going to do anything, um, you know, for my body? Um, but it is, it's, it's such a great workout for the physical side of things. Like you said, you know, building muscle and strength and also for our mindset. And so I just think that's great that you found that and you were able to achieve that. And how do you even, you know, teach people when people say, oh, you know, I have never done yoga before. How do I get started? What's the first thing I should do? What, what do you usually tell people? I mean, really, it's just start and you don't need anything special. You don't need to get ready. <laughs> you can just start. You can show up at your local yoga studio and try a class. There are many studios that allow you to try a class or a week of classes for free. So it's really no risk, <laughs> no risk and no cost. You can often just try um, at your studio. And if you're not even ready for that, you can start the way I started with bodies. I started with a DVD <laughs> and I just watched that DVD over and over again until I was ready to go into the studio or until I found a studio or a teacher. And, and then I just uh, kind of moved on from there. So there are many ways that you can start. You can start on your own with just DVD or YouTube videos, and you can move into your studio and give it a try and see how you like it. But really just get started. We all need to move. So 
um, just give it a try. For sure. And, you know, I love that idea too, because a lot of times, you know, we find that people are, especially if it's something new that you're doing, you aren't used to doing yoga poses and things. So a lot of times people are, are shameful and they're like, well, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm out of place or I don't want to embarrass myself. So I love that idea, you know, of just starting at home, even doing a home workout on YouTube or on yeah. a video. Yeah. Just to get yourself comfortable um, with even some of the basics and then going right. to join a group. Yeah. That that's really great. Are there any particular poses for you that are your favorite? And if so, why, why would, do you like those particular poses? Well, of course, I love everyone's favorite pose, which is Savasana, uh, corpse pose, where you just lay down and you just rest. <laughs> um, but right. other poses, that, that's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that one too. Um, it just helps you reset. Um, and we don't often dedicate time just to relax I mean even when you go to bed and you lay down that's not really relaxation that's just something you need and you've got to get right but yeah. when you dedicate time just to like laying down and resetting your body it's a different kind of energy and you feel away you walk away feeling very I guess uh kind of energized and just like ready to start your day even if you're ending with yoga you just feel so much better in that pose um and other poses that I love are heart opening poses where you're um chest is forward, shoulders are back. Um, and those are often kind of backbending like poses like camel. I like that one a lot, even though that makes some people nauseous, <laughs> just be careful and take it slow. But it's a great pose just to open your heart and uh, feel more energized. So I love poses like that. Those are my favorite, but yeah. you know, yeah, that's awesome. And then what would you say, like, you know, there are a lot of different types of yoga that are out there now, um, like hot yoga and uh, some of these other things. What would you say, like, what's the difference between those? And if someone's just getting started, maybe what's a good idea to just start with? Um, well, there are many different uh, types and, uh, of yoga, uh, many different teachers and uh, philosophies of yoga. I couldn't possibly go through them all, but I think um, many people start with kind of Hatha yoga. It's very uh, basic, gentle type yoga. I think that maybe people are used to thinking of yoga as. Um, I teach power yoga, which is more um, kind of an athletic style yoga um, that focuses on strength, balance, and flexibility. But I think those are the ones, especially in the West, that people are familiar with. And there's Yoga Nidra, which is all about relaxation. Um, so I'm sure that many people would enjoy that. It's not really about the style of yoga necessarily, because there are <laughs> so many different styles. But it's just important for you to try it and see what works for you. And definitely find a teacher or a studio that you can work with um, that can help you learn more about that style and what you might like and not like. Uh, you just have to keep trying it. There's a lot of uh, trial and error with anything that is new. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you. And for someone who may be struggling with like balance issues, um, for instance, would you say that Pilates would be helpful for them in strengthening um, certain core muscles or uh, improving posture or, or what would you think? Yeah, absolutely. It can be very helpful for all of those things and definitely building a strong core. Pilates is very much focused on that. And that would be helpful for um, many people um, who are struggling with balance or back pain. Um, I think it's great for that. And one thing that 
Pilates is really great for is working those smaller muscles that we often don't work when we're in the gym or working on any other type of exercise or sport. But Pilates is great for that, just making sure that we are strong in our large muscles and in our strong and in our smaller muscles. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And so I'm kind of pivot a bit and just sure. have you, um, because I also know you're a, a fellow plant-based eater and yes. certified <laughs> person. And I love that. Um, so how long have you been plant-based and what led you to consume a more plant predominant diet? Um, well, I've been uh, plant-based for a while. It's quite a journey. I mean, I think I started being vegetarian in 2009, but that was also its own journey. And I think it's important for people to understand that it is a journey. It doesn't have to be an overnight thing. It's not, you know, one and done. Uh, one night you're meat eater and one night you're a uh, vegan. So it's not like that at all. I think I started really um, very early on just taking away maybe beef then taking away pork and chicken. Um, and then introducing myself to more variety of vegetables and fruits. And then I think in 2009, I decided to be a vegetarian and I was a vegetarian for uh, quite a long while. Um, but more recently, especially this year, I've decided to be strictly uh, vegan and that's its own process, of course. It's yeah. not an overnight thing. And that's mostly because you need to learn how to cook foods that are convenient for you, foods that you like. And most importantly, making sure that you read the ingredients of the things that you take off the shelf at the grocery store. So it's always going to be an ongoing challenge and just um, making sure I understand what is on my plate, even if I'm not cooking it, you know? So it's a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a overnight thing. That is so true. I'm, I'm glad you said that because it is, you know, for a lot of people, I find that they struggle because they do. They, a lot of people put it in their mind that it has to just be all or nothing, but right. it really doesn't. And I even um, presented on a, a previous episode in the podcast where there are some studies that were shown that even eating plant-based most of the time, like, right. you know, not even being perfect and doing it all of the time, but most of the time will still get you those benefits and results. So, you know, that, that is, it's so important for people to realize that it doesn't have to be a, a all or nothing type of thing. And for most of us, it is, it's a gradual process. Um, even for myself, I was vegetarian first for a number of years and then went more, um, to the plant-based vegan side of things. Um, and even just within the vegan world, you know, some of the semantics and, you know, some vegans will do this or not that, you know, honey can be a hot button, you know, depending on where you are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So it, it really is not a, a all or nothing thing, but just the thing of just overall getting more plants on your plate, you know, right. is, yeah. is really the message. So yeah, I'm glad that you said said that and and reminded us of that and have you personally gained any health benefits from consuming a more plant predominant diet um well for me it's mostly about prevention I think as we age it becomes more important to make sure that we have healthy habits and a great diet um so for me that's really important and it's all been about prevention of chronic diseases so certainly in that area I've been very blessed um and continue to be blessed hopefully um, so that's the real reason why I've, I've done it for myself um, and definitely would encourage others to do it, but it definitely helps with many other things as well, making sure that we are just uh, remain healthy um, and prevent chronic diseases and health promotion is right up there for me as a uh, priority. 
If you're frustrated with your weight, taking more medications than you'd like to, have been told that you are at risk for the development of a chronic preventable disease, or just are not feeling in the best of health, then I'm talking to you. Why? Because you're tired of fat dieting. You know it's time for a change and you want a sustainable plan to improve your health. If you have found yourself at this place in life, well, I have developed a program that's just for you. It's called The Essence of Health and it's your prescription for transformation. My goal with this program is to give you the tools needed to create sustainable lifestyle changes within a group coaching setting, along with one-to-one individualized coaching to give you a personalized path to health that's just for you. The benefits are priceless. So join today. Head on over to eohcoaching.com to learn more. The essence of health is in you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so one of the other things that I strive for with this podcast is also to improve health literacy and help enlighten people to health disparities. And you being someone in public health, uh, how do you feel that we can even reduce some of these health disparities? And how do you feel um, even with, you know, whether it be your plant-based diet or combining yoga and Pilates uh, to combat some health, health disparities? Um, well, I think within our control on a day-to-day basis, certainly our diet and exercise are things that we can control and help us to prevent many of the health disparities and chronic diseases in communities of color. But um, I am definitely going to say that it is also very important that we begin to move towards, I would like to see a universal health care and more autonomy for people um, over their health and over their bodies. Uh, would be a great way that's more structural change, Um, but also very important to make sure that we uh, can eliminate health disparities in communities of color. And we know what to do. Other countries have done it. We have many research studies to prove that these things would be very important for us in eliminating um, health disparities. So definitely, um, but on a day-to-day basis, definitely working towards Um, 150 minutes of physical exercise and strength training uh, per week. Did I say per day? I hope not. No. (laughs) 150 minutes of exercise per week. But hey, if you want to do that per day, then go you. But yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yes, that would be a lot in a day. But, you know, many people do do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, And I think that would be a great start in terms of um, eliminating health disparities. So it's definitely possible. Um, We're not destined to be in this place and we definitely can uh, move forward in a more healthy way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so true what you said, you know, with even healthcare access, because for a lot of our communities, just having access to quality care and access to fresh food and access to, you know, a safe environment to be able to do our uh, exercise activities that we desire or enjoy. So all of those things to play a big part um, in combating these health disparities. And so, yeah, so true. All right. And so my next question for you was regarding mental health. Can one improve their mental health and reduce stress with yoga? We know that there have been studies about chronic stress in minority communities, especially, um, which also have been shown in some studies to contribute to health disparities because of of chronic stress for socioeconomic factors and racism and uh, police inequality. And so Can yoga uh, and Pilates improve some of this chronic stress? 
I think so. You can definitely use um, these mind-body exercises to improve your mental health and kind of be more of the person that you want to be. Um, maybe we'll talk a little bit more later about this in the process, but certainly um, they're a great way to relax, reset, um, and begin to have better uh, body awareness and, of course, learn more about yourself and ways that you can in essence, learning how to keep your cool under pressure. <laughs> yeah. These are great for that. Yeah, we all could use a little bit of that. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then are there any particular resources for minorities to get more involved in yoga and Pilates? Because I will say times that I've gone um, myself, and it likely depends on the community you're in, but there are not typically a lot of people of color within like yoga studios and Pilates studios. So are there any particular resources that you know of where folks can get involved? Um. Yes, I mean, definitely I would start with your local studio. There are many community days and there are often free trials that the studios offer. I mean, that's a great convenient place to start. Um, and there are also uh, maybe yoga classes in a neighborhood park or community center where you can get started. Um, if you don't feel comfortable or you don't identify necessarily with um, your studio, which may be, um, uh, you can maybe do a little bit of research about Kemetic Yoga, which is um, yoga uh, with origins in Europe, <laughs> Europe and Egypt. And uh, you may find that something that you enjoy and like to practice and see if there is a local Kemetic Yoga studio in your area. Um, but there, like I said, there are lots of different styles, philosophies and teachers. You just need to find one that will work for you. <laughs> Yeah. And you can definitely do that by seeing if the studios, um, even if the people in the classes and the teacher doesn't necessarily look like you, maybe they are thinking about diversity and inclusion. Maybe they have a DEI statement on their website. Um, but just go and find out, read more, research, see if their language on the website is inclusive and you identify with that. Um, I think everyone's working towards that and striving to make sure that all of the students who come into their studio feel comfortable and feel welcome. Um, but you'll just have to see if, um, if it's right for you. And that's okay. You can always try it. If you don't like it, you can try another one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great idea too, of even, you know, looking on their website and seeing what their statement is and how are they seeking to reach certain individuals. Um, so yeah, that's a great idea um, to, to, to get folks feeling comfortable with, with where they're going and choosing to be. I just want to ask you, what's one of your favorite plant-based recipes? What do you oh. typically like to eat? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, there's so many different things and just because it is plant-based, it doesn't necessarily mean it will be completely healthy, but oh, that is um, such, that's an entirely yeah. different topic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we go down a rabbit hole, but I do yeah. love nachos. Um, you can still have nachos, then completely plant-based, um, burgers, of course, burgers and fries. Those are still <laughs> top of the list, even though they're plant-based, um, uh, everything really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's so many different things, but those are things that I often like to make at home. And of course, giant salads, Mediterranean salads, I love. Yeah. So lots of different things, but nachos, burgers, and fries still. It would be great if I could find a pizza with melty cheese. That would be fantastic, but uh -huh. I haven't come across <laughs> anything like that just yet. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Awesome. One segment that I do on the podcast is mm-hmm. called the Ask the Expert segment. Our Ask the Expert okay. question is, can chair Pilates provide a sufficient workout? And I'm thinking in terms of those individuals who may have an injury to where they may can't get down on the floor. Um, and, you know, what are maybe some things that they can do to still get a sufficient workout um, from the chair, with like chair yoga or chair Pilates? Yeah, I mean, chair uh, yoga is great for um, many people and for anyone who may have a disability or lacks the range of motion or flexibility for some poses. And certainly if you're older or even on days where you would like a lighter workout, um, chair yoga is great. Certainly you can get a, a great workout. Um, it may not be um, a power or a stanga yoga session, but certainly a great workout and still keep consistent workout, which is great greatly more important than anything is consistency. So definitely I include it in your, um, in your routine, or maybe even try it out and see how you like it. There may be days or phases in your life where chair yoga might be a great addition to your physical activity routine. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Well, and is there anything else you just would like to share with the audience? Any kind of burning things you like to tell people? Um, I think that we've covered them all. We talked a lot about health and nutrition, but mostly I just want people to know if they are worried about chronic disease or they are struggling with chronic disease, that it is not hopeless. And certainly that you can overcome them with diet and exercise. Um, You're not destined to have them and you can prevent them. And certainly if you have one already, then you can live a long and active, healthy life. So I think that's the most important message that I would like to share with everyone. Oh, for sure. All right. And Ivory, if you'll just tell us, how can we find you out in the virtual world? Sure. You can find me on my website at ivoryhoward.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and at uh, Flatbelly Pilates, Twitter, Flatbelly. Um, or you can just go to my website and all of the social media handles are listed there, but I'd love to chat with you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. It was a pleasure to have you. Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today on the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss a moment of the Essence of Health Tea Time podcast. Check out the show notes to obtain your free tips for healthy living guide to get you started on your health and wellness path. Follow me on social media at Essence of Health Wellness Clinic on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and at dr.tw at eohwc on TikTok. Interested in becoming a member of the Essence of Health Coaching Program? Well, head on over to www.eohcoaching.com. The essence of health is in you.